it's the Creator Spaces Show. Welcome back to the Creator Spaces Show. And today, we're talking about engineering creation with Gabe Horvat. This conversation explores how to overcome imposter syndrome and using your unique skills to develop a unique product or service. Let's get right into it. Let's start off with Ship 30 for 30. What is it? You've been doing it. I've been doing it. What have been your opinions as we're a little over 20 days in? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I've been meeting so many fantastic people on Twitter through Ship 30 because it's legitimate to just reach out to people and say, hey, you're doing Ship 30. I'm also doing Ship 30. Want to jump on a call? How are you doing? How's your life? Whereas if you're just like, I'm used to cold emails, cold outreach, and obviously, oftentimes you don't get a reply. That's just the name of the game. No hard feelings. So I'm just so surprised in a good way because with Ship 30, it's that little emoji you put in your profile. And because of that, 100% you know, success rate. Everyone that's doing Ship 30 is so happy to jump on a call, to talk about professional stuff, but also just to be friends. You've got the podcast. You're writing every day now. Could you walk me through what you create and how your workflow goes throughout a week to get it all done? Lately, actually, I've been writing the essay last thing at night, which might actually go counter to what I just said. But weirdly enough, it's helping me sleep better. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's a peace of mind. I did what I said I was going to do. Now I sleep well. Yeah. It's almost like a journaling of sorts. But as far as the day to day, maybe it's reaffirmed my being a creator in the sense that I write my essay every day. I am a podcaster. That's part of my identity. Whereas before I was like, I'm a coder. I'm a software guy. I also have a podcast. But now it's no, I'm totally both. And it's totally legit to be both. And I guess I don't have this imposter syndrome anymore. That's huge, actually. Imposter feelings represent a conflict between your own self-perception and the way others perceive you. The feelings of self-doubt makes you put too much pressure on yourself, which will lead you to work even harder or to give up entirely. Gabe was able to recognize these feelings early on. Now let's find out the first step he took to overcoming imposter syndrome. How did you start building your audience even though you did have that sort of imposter syndrome? So in the beginning, what really helped me was just thinking, basically, it's just my mom and my girlfriend reading this. <laughs> yep. That really took out the pressure. I still keep seeing whatever handful of people reading my stuff, which by now actually it's more people, more than that. But at the end of the day, I'm just insignificant. Like even Seth Godin, one of the top marketing experts on this planet, even this guy says, look, I have some reach. If I succeed in getting to 1% of all Americans, then I would consider that a huge success. So then I'm like, look, I'm just like this little grain of salt. I don't want to say obviously I'm insignificant because I'm not, but basically I have unlimited upside and no downside. And that's the beauty of it. Because whether I offend whatever 50 or 100 people reading my stuff, I don't have to be politically correct. I can just try out stuff. And like, I just tried out some stuff. It got like almost no likes. But then other stuff, it goes through the roof. And I'm like, okay, great. This one thing has 6,000 impressions. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's my answer. Unlimited upside and no downside. How are you building your audience? I tweet a lot. I do not really censor myself. The more I tweet, the more my audience grows. It's really simple. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter how you say it. The more tweets you send, the more reach, the more follows, the more likes, the more engagement, the more everything. I think it rewards conversation. And I think it'll reward conversations like this. 
100%. Developing a healthy response to failure enabled Gabe to get into a regular publishing groove on Twitter and from that point saw his imposter syndrome fade away. Focusing on the controllable is the best way to approach audience building and to keep a level head. You are a developer or an engineer. Yeah. I'm really fascinated to know, have you spent much time thinking about how you could use some of those skills in your creation and audience building to help you expand? Or have you started to use any of that software skill? Yes. Yeah, so basically, this fills on top of what we were talking about last week in a private chat. So since I'm really into health on the one hand and using technology for better health, like a hipster term these days is biohacking. And then on the other side, I'm really into this whole decentralized stuff that I'm happy to go into properly. The whole privacy, blockchain, and the whole why this is important. So those are like my two areas. And I am actually right now exploring an app I want to make, which is mostly to scratch my own itch, actually. But also, I think there's potentially demand here for others. It's basically for desk workers that have back pain, a bunch of short exercises they can do. I want to make this together with a physiotherapist friend of mine to just have this 10 minute a day sort of sequence for people to relieve back pain. So the way I want to do this is rather than just jumping into making an app that then five people end up using, I actually tweeted about this too, as far as making products in general, whether it's physical e-com products or software, you want to verify demand prior to investing. So what I'm going to do for this is I'm just going to put up a landing page, tweet about it. But much more importantly, also, I'm going to get maybe $200 worth of Facebook ads and drive cold traffic that doesn't know me. Because, of course, my followers on Twitter are like my friends. They're likely to say, yeah, this is a great idea. This is fantastic. I will totally buy this. And then they don't, and they don't want to hurt your feelings. So you want to actually ask a cold audience, which is just like a fancy way of saying people that don't know you. Gabe combined his various interests and expertise to develop a unique product, and before going all in on it, created a pretty straightforward strategy to verify demand first prior to investing. Seems pretty feasible to me. Obviously, building this app is part of your monetization strategy as a creator. What else yes. do you do now to make money? How do you actually pay your bills? What is your primary source of <laughs> revenue? And then what are all the little side hustles you're doing to uh, monetize this creator thing? Yeah, so right now I basically write software for money as a freelancer, yes, mostly doing front-end development in React. And this is right now my main source of income. It is a great source of income, but it is my only one and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. <laughs> the good thing is I'm a young single dude, so my monthly burn is low. I don't need a lot of money to pay my bills. Berlin is cheap, but I need income streams. And so certainly the podcast will help me with this because right now I guess I'm losing money on the podcast because I have someone that's helping me with the editing that I'm outsourcing and with the social media nuggets. So te technically I'm losing money on the podcast. Do you have a plan to turn that around? In the long term, it will lead to something good. I know this, but in the short and medium term, I don't have to monetize because again, I'm making right. enough money as it is. And again, I can go months without an income if I want to, that's not a problem at all. You're now the third creator I've asked this question to, and every time the emphasis has been on, I make my money somewhere else and I create to grow this because I know it will pay off in the future. Stop me if I'm crazy on this, but it seems like becoming a creator is the freelancer's answer to building a business around themselves. 
without growing into an agency or a consultancy or one of the other service businesses. That is, wow. I'm going to have to tweet that. You've nailed it. This is how you productize as a freelancer. You're right, by growing an audience. Awesome. Having a main source of revenue gives you the cushion you need to grow as a creator, and you'll be able to monetize down the road. Gabe makes sure he keeps his expenses low so that he can invest in podcasting, which is his creator gig, without necessarily having to sacrifice too much. What is your North Star metric for success? To be fulfilled in my day-to-day work, which means I can be short-term unhappy. That's okay. If I have a deadline, for instance, or I just have a bad day or two or three, that's okay. But if I have multiple bad weeks or even months, then I know something is off. And for me, it's really important. I quit so many jobs and even study courses at university because they were making me miserable. And uh, no amount of money, no amount of work recognition, prestige is worth being miserable. I do realize I am privileged. I am like a white dude with a good education in a first world country. And I realize not everyone has this, I won the lottery. Exactly. So your North Star metric is, am I enjoying what I do? which I think speaks to the passion economy phrasing. It's the goal, I think, of most of us as creators. Self-awareness is at the core of his North Star metric. Your work is only as authentic and impactful as your level of self-awareness. Being more mindful decreases your likelihood of burning yourself out. What's your current goal right now as a creator? What's your next big step? So my next big step over the next three months, A, write up half a dozen long-form essays, articles that outline my vision, my worldview, my life philosophy, if you will. And then the other thing for me is right now I'm recording two to three podcasts a week. I want to keep it at this pretty steep pace so that then in two to three months time, I can focus a bit less on the podcast because I'll have a lot of episodes in the tank. And then I want to get into coding up like a micro SaaS of sorts as a site hustle to start monetizing. Yeah. Awesome. And today we wrap it up with a word of advice from Gabe. Online privacy and freedom of speech is a thing that really matters. And in Europe and Germany, and especially in the US with Donald Trump getting silenced, We are starting to go down the slippery slope. And if you have opinions, don't keep them to yourselves. If you feel like you want to use an avatar pseudonym, just do that. Sure, there's a lot of trolls out there, troll accounts, but there's also a lot of bigger Twitter accounts with 50K, 80K followers that we don't actually know the person behind them, yet they have a lot of influence. All of which is to say, if you have opinions, share them with the world and don't feel like you need to stay silent because what you're thinking is not politically correct. Because if everyone does that, we'll end up with a society where nobody's allowed to say anything anymore because that'll trigger a shitstorm. And we don't want to live in that society. 